Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes of the Mize. My name is John. That's Ian. Hey, it's me. It is October 2nd. How is it uh, October already? Good lord. I don't know. It's episode 98. Impressions on GRN, Sealed, and Standard, because we had the pre-release this weekend, and Guilds of Ravnica is already out on both Arena and Magic Online. And we didn't have any witty titles. I'm kidding. But also, no, seriously. They just do. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, And so we're going to talk about Guilds of Ravnica, because the set is very sweet. It actually comes out in paper this Friday. Officially. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. It's funny how paper is, like, literally the last thing to come out now. It is a little awkward, but yeah, whatever. Care. I don't care. It's great. Anyways, uh, a couple things for Eyes of the Community. Uh, aside from the aforementioned Guilds of Raptor coming out on Friday, well, the uh, 2019 GP schedule, I believe, is going to be announced October 4th. Yay. Also, they put out the PPTQ schedule. Yes. For Pro Tour um, London, I think it was. Yes, the first Pro Tour of the year um, for next year. Now, I will say- Not Cleveland. Oh, no, the one after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I will say that the delay in that announcing was probably twofold. One, LGSs don't have to finalize their scheduling until the 5th of October. Um, and two, they are probably changing the PPTQ system for their new Pro Tour set- setup, which we haven't heard anything about the new setup yet, so we don't really know where to go from there. Yeah, once once we do, I'm sure there will be much discussion. and. Yeah, and yep. by discussion I mean complaining. <laughs> Usually complaining, <laughs> but, but it, that doesn't pertain to me, John. You you go to those things a little bit more than I do, so it might that pertain is to you. But at the same time, meh. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, before we get to talking about this, I have some prize packs with me from my pre-releases, John. <clears throat> yes, I need you to pick a pack. I have three packs here. Uh, I, I have one with I have one with the uh, Demir Spy Guy. Sure. I have one with Ralzeric, and I have one with Aurelia. Oh, Aurelia. Yeah, I figured, as, mu- I figured as much. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. We're going to do a pack one, pick one with some of this. We're going to make Marshall cry a little bit. No, they do pack one, pick ones. I know. Mm, smells good. All right, so we got an insect token and a Demir Guild Gate. Because I, right. always, I always burn the token in land. Fair. Okay, so we've got Maximize Velocity. That's a red sorcery. Uh, target creature gets plus one plus one and haste until end of turn with jumpstart and jumpstart it's, reminder yeah. reminder for jumpstart is you may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a card in addition to paying its other costs then exile this card it's all right it's fine i played it in uh one of my pre-releases i'll get to it a little bit later but you really need to be wanting to cast instant sorceries to want to play maximize <laughs> velocity yeah uh, we got healer's hawk white one one bird with flying lifelink cards dumb Dumb isn't bad or good. It's not pack one pick oneable, but it's very it's very very strong. Yeah, you definitely you need to be doing the convoke thing or the mentor thing. But in both of those instances, it's great. Oh yeah, if you can get multiples of them, it's pretty good. Uh, I yep. I had to. I was like, I was actually targeting some premium removal at it because I'm like that card is just gonna get out of control. Yep. Uh, Wisconsin. I mean, wish coin crab three and a blue <laughs> two five crab. I'm sure it's delicious, but not good in draft. Yeah, Moonmark Painter, two black black for a 2-3 human shaman with undergrowth. When it enters the battlefield, target creature gets gains menace and gets plus X plus O until end of turn where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. I'm not first picking it. It's a mid-range player in a undergrowth deck if you have that kind of thing. I'm higher on some of the undergrowth creatures like this one than most people are. But even then, I'm not, I don't want to take this first. No, no, no. For first, like, 
maybe three or four picks in, sure. But first picking, nope. No. We got Pax Favor. That's two and a green instant pump spell with Convoke. Target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Now remember, Convoke is your creatures can help cast this spell. Each creature you tap while casting this spell pays for one or one mana of that creature's color. So you can literally just swing in with a bunch of people. Um, I know Selesnya has a bunch of vigilant creatures. You can literally just swing in with all your creatures vigilant and then go and tap them, pump. Yeah. Pax Favor is pretty good so far. I think I like it the most. It's also uh, real good um, defensively because you can tap out for a big thing, leave up three creatures, and then just change combat math without paying any mana. Um, okay. I like it. Le- I like it a little less than Healer's Hawk. I would take Healer's Hawk of the cards we've mentioned so far. Okay, fair. Uh, next up is Sonic Assault, our first gold card. That's one blue and a red for a instant that says tap target creature. Sonic Assault deals two damage to that creature's controller, and it has Jumpstart. It's the only Jumpstart card that is better than, or it's the only Jumpstart card that is better than um, Maximize Velocity, but it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's... Mm. So, John, you're mentioning, like, undergrowth creatures, right? Yeah. How about Rhizome Lurcher? That's two green, uh, green and a black for a 2-2 fungus zombie. Undergrowth, Rhizome Lurcher enters the battlefield with a number of plus one plus one counters on it equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. This is a better payoff than Moonmark Painter, but it's also a gold card, so it's allowed to be a little bit better. Um, I do like it slightly more than Moonmark Painter. I don't think I like it over Healer's Hawk. Okay. Uh, John, we got a fresh face recruit. One in, a, one in a hybrid Boros, that is a hybrid red-white mana for a 2-1 creature human soldier. As long as it's your turn, fresh face recruit has first strike. It's very good in Boros. It's very good in Slesnia. Uh I don't know if I would take it over the Healer's Hawk no. in, if I was going into that deck. Uh, but I think right now I'm looking at like Healer's Hawk, then like Lurcher in some order. Yeah. Uh, next we have Mephitic Vapors. Two and a black sorcery. All creatures get minus one, minus one until end of turn. Surveil two. It's a sideboard card. Yeah, definitely sideboard against the uh, Selesnya go wide token deck. Or if you or Boros, really need Boros surveil hate. cards. Well, there's also some Boros hate too. Yes. Like for this next card, Blade Instructor. Two and a white for a 3-1 with human soldier with mentor. I mean, this is a great mentor creature. It's three power means it's going to mentor a lot of things like Healer's Hawk. But I think I'd rather I can pick that up a little bit later. Yeah. Whereas I'd like, rather have Healer's Hawk. So we got next we have in our hitting the uncommons now Smelt Ward Minotaur. Two and a red for a two three creature Minotaur Warrior with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell target creature and opponent controls can't block this turn. So this is a card that Andrew Brown on, on Twitter, who's one of the design, play design people in R&D, mentioned is kind of a go-between red creature for Boros and Izzet. So if you were playing a Jeskai deck where you may be a little bit more on the Boros side, splashing blue, this is a card that works really well with the Jumpstart cards. Yeah. I had, I've had a chance to play with it on Arena. It's very, very good. Yeah, the uh, I love the flavor text for it. It says, don't arrest him, enlist him. Yep. Commander Yasm. <laughs> All right, next up we have our first split card. Ooh. Uh, so we have, uh, it's a Boros one. It's Integrity and Intervention. Mm. So the Integrity side is a hybrid Boros mana. So it's red or white for an instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Pretty straightforward pump spell. And the Intervention is two red and a white instant. Intervention deals three damage to any target and you gain three life. So it's just, you know, Lightning Helix. Lightning Helix, yeah. But more expensive. I right now would take inter- integrity intervention over Healer's Hawk at this stage because that card is 
card's real good. Yeah, it leaves you open to going into Boros. It leaves you open. It, you can just use it as the red on Integrity. You can use it as the white. You can pick up a Boros Guildgate maybe somewhere down the line and just splash the intervention side of it. Like, it's a... The way they've done these split cards with the hybrid on one side and the gold on the other, it makes them very, very flexible cards. Oh, yes. I, I was playing on Arena. I played a green-white deck that was splashing black for the green-black uncommon status statue because I needed removal. Oh, yeah. That card's really good. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have another gold card. It is the Demir Thought Erasure. Ooh. So it's blue and black for a sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. You surveil one. Um, I would rather have a different surveil card. I don't think it's better than anything else that we've seen in this pack. Oh no, I'm, st- except I'm for still like on the- I'm still on integrity intervention. Yeah, same. It's it's good, but it's not great. It's a it's an awesome sideboard card. Yeah. So John. Yeah. You like Boros cards? I I do. You like split cards? I I do like split cards. Do you like Boros split cards? Uh, as previously noted in this exact podcast, do yes. you like Boros rare split cards? Because we so have we our got rare, response resurgence, we did response and resurgence is our rare for the pack. Uh, response hybrid Boros, hybrid Boros. So that's red, white, red or white, red or white. So two mana instant. Response deals five damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Resurgence three red and a white, so five CMC sorcery. Creatures you control gain first strike and vigilance until end of turn. After this main phase, there is an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. So There's, this card is this pack is overall very weak, but I'm going to take response resurgence out of it because the response half of the card is just very very good. Yeah, it's a two two mana five damage. Yeah, so I would just take it and be happy. Like other sets, we've gotten that kind of effect at what? Common three mana sandblast is the last one I can remember. Wasn't it four mana or five mana? Sandblast was three mana, oh. two and a white. Okay, but yeah, still. It's an instant. Um, the sorcery side's fine. Yeah, really weak pack, but I don't. I think we, if we take response resurgence, I'm pretty sure we'd get back one of the smelt ward minute, either smelt ward minotaur, the blade instructor, or at least the fresh face recruit. I don't think we'd see healer healer's hawk come back. No, hawk might get taken somewhere along the line, and integrity intervention might get snapped up. But if we wheel it, that'd be. That'd be a real that, big game. Yeah, if we wheel it, that's a huge sign to just stick with Boros. But yep, like even if, like I said, the same thing goes for response resurgence. If we were to literally just stay in white or red, it's just double red or double white at that point, which is not awful. If yeah, that's one of your main great, colors, but it's it's pretty good. I mean, you'll pay red red deal five to an attacker or a blocker most times. Yeah, so. But that is something that definitely look for in your packs is a lot of gold cards. Um, so mm-hmm. let's let's uh let's roll on to speaking of those pre-releases and opening a bunch of gold cards. John, yeah, tell us about your two events that you played in. Yeah, so I played in uh, the midnight event, and then I played at, on Saturday at around five o'clock uh, midnight. I was one of like the last people to sign up, so I didn't get my first pick of decks, which is fine because I wanted Boros or Is It anyways, and. All the Demir, Golgari, and Selesnya kits went first. Yeah, so I went, it, was, it? it was like D- Golgari, Demir, Selesnya, Boros, and, is it? Yeah. In terms of popularity. Uh, my stamped rare was Quasi Duplicate, which is one blue blue sorcery. Create a token of a target creature you control with Jumpstart. Uh, card is really silly. Card is good. Um, 
I'll tell you about my fun stuff with that one. Yeah. So I played a blue-red deck with a double crackling drake, which is the UURR uh, Star 4 flying drake that enters the battle, enters the battlefield to draw a card, and its power and toughness is equal, or its power is equal to the number of instants and sorceries you own in your graveyard and in exile. It's real good with like cards like Gravitic Punch, which I played, which is not necessarily a good card, but it's when yet, you're able to combo off with Crackling Drake is pretty good. It's an upgraded Enigma Drake with a harder casting cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pool also had double Goblin Electromancer and a Murmuring Mystic. Uh, I was able to go off a couple games, but I may have dirtled a little too much uh, in the midnight pre-release. I ended up going two and two. Yeah, it's midnight. Um, <laughs> it was midnight, yeah. And quasi duplicate on Murmuring Mystic is kind of silly because then you get multiple birds and it's it starts getting real oh, silly real fast. Bird, 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 bird is the word. Um, then at five, I decided to go Golgari because there was one Golgari kit remaining for our for our uh, for our little pre-release then, and uh, my stamped rare was Mausoleum Secrets, which is the one black instant with undergrowth where you search your library for a black card with CMC equal to or less than the number of creature cards in your graveyard, reveal it, put it in your hand, but I didn't have anything that was worthwhile to get with it that tutoring for would have been good. Um, and I had an interesting tension in my pool where my guild gates were three Golgari guild gates, two Demir guild gates, and like a Boros guild gate or something. Um, but my blue cards weren't very good. Whereas my white cards, I had Tristani and Knight of Autumn, and I had Flower and Flourish, um, which is the uncommon split card, which is green-white hybrid mana, sorcery, search a library for a basic forest or plains, put it in your hand, or uh, Flourish, four green-white, sorcery, creatures you control get plus two, plus two till end of turn. I had one of those, and I found I was casting it a lot more for Flower than I was for Flourish. Yeah, like I was, I was able to free roll it as an extra white source because I played like two planes alongside it, a Selesnya locket, and the Gateway Plaza Guildgate. Yeah, um, and my mana was almost always fine, uh, but like Knight of Autumn Tristani were huge pulls to wanting me to play white as opposed to blue. So I ended up playing Obzon. Uh, I had an Assassin's Trophy in the deck. Uh, it answered a lot of things that were real, real problematic, and. I ended up going 4-0, and it wasn't even particularly close. Um, it's, it's just real, real, real good. Uh, and Trophy is definitely the real deal. Um, the downside can also be relevant, but a lot of the times when I was casting it, its downside was minimal. I did have an opponent play their own Assassin's Trophy on my, like, 3-drop, which was a little concerning, because I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and just replace this now, sure. Yeah, it's just like, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, the other, I did play a couple seals on Arena, uh, which we'll talk about probably a little bit later, but, uh, one of them I was playing a green-white deck splashing black, which had Tristani in it, and then the one that I previously mentioned where I had two status statues, and that deck ended up getting to seven wins, which was, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Tristani, and I won my last game thanks to Dawn of Hope, which is one and a white for an enchantment. You can pay three and a white to make a one-one soldier with lifelink. And whenever you gain life, you can pay two mana if you do a draw card. And I was pl- I was up against a blue-black deck with Thief of Sanity. Which, for those of you who don't know, Thief of Sanity is one blue-black for a 2-2 flying specter. Uh, when it hits the enemy, when it deals combat damage to a player, look at the top three cards of that player's library. You may exile one face down, put the other two in the graveyard, and then you can cast that card for whatever. It's kind of like Night Veil Spectre. It's kind of like Night Veil Spectre. But here's the thing. Um... Tristani has his other line of text on her because Tristani is three green white for a one four. 
When she comes into play, you make two one one soldiers with lifelink. Your other creatures get plus one plus one. Oh, at your end step, return all creatures to their owner's control. Yeah, she's good. So my opponent had cast a had cast my Loxodon Restore, which is the three four for six convoke gain four life creature. Yeah. And my Hitchclaw Recluse, which is the three mana one four reach. And I played Tristani, end of my turn, got all my creatures back, and then they were like, oh. Oh. And then eventually I won by making a million soldiers with Dawn of Hope. Like, uh, oh, 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 okay. I, am, I, I almost lost to Decking. That's how close that game ended up being. But, wow. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I almost decked myself a couple times, too. <laughs> yeah, but you put, you went with Demir on your first pre-release. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I did. So, my first pre-release, like I mentioned, was, uh, so I played 1 p.m. on Saturday and 6 p.m. on Saturday. So I chained them, which was probably not the smartest idea because I ended up playing like 10 hours of magic in a row, which was kind of rough. But now my first one was Demir. I ended up playing three color uh, in both my pre-releases, touching on the third color as like a splash for some really powerful mythics. And yeah, I say, which you'll see a lot of and I say, in this uh, format. Yeah, so I also, like, if you were following me on Twitter, you would have seen the pictures of the rares that I opened. And it's one of those, like, yeah, here's the picture of my rares, just so it's not like I'm not trying to seed my packs, just by the way. Like, it's literally, these are my gross openings. So my Demir pack had, I got in one of my packs, Double Dawn of Hope. Mm-hmm. So I had the regular and the pack foil. That's the one in a white enchantment. Whenever you gain life, you may pay two to draw a card. And you can. Yeah, I just. That was the one I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And then I had. My pack foil was. My, my stamp one was Mission Briefing, which I didn't play because I'm not entirely sure how much I like that card. Mm. I probably could have with the Demir deck that I went with, but. Because I had a lot of spells in that deck. But. I already had like 10 sources of surveil, which was ridiculous. But my other rares were Quasi Duplicate. Um, I had Expansion and Explosion, which is the split Boros rare. Uh, Expansion's the red, uh, the, is it, is it, uh, copy target instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost four or less. You may ch- choose new targets for the copy. And Explosion's X, blue, blue, red, red. Explosion deals X damage to any target and target player draws X cards. So it's kind of like flipping the, uh, Draconic Revelation. Yeah, basically. I like that. That's good. <laughs> so that was the name they had it for uh, in R and D because one of the, in one of the R and D streams, Andrew Brown again uh, just called in, it in R and D. They had a card that was X blue blue red, draw X cards, deal X damage to each opponent, and they cut that in development, and then they made it half of a split card. Yeah, that would have been really good. It, yes, but I mentioned mythics. I had Dream Eater. <laughs> Which is the four blue yep. blue four three flash flying nightmare sphinx when it enters the battlefield you surveil four. When you do, you may return target non land permanent opponent controls to its owner's hand. And I had a Rao. Is it Viceroy? It's the mm. three blue and a red, five loyalty planeswalker, plus one, look at the top two cards of your library, put one of them on your hand, another in your graveyard. Then I had and it's minus three is deal damage to target creature equal to the total number of instant or sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. And the minus eight is you get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell. This emblem deals four damage to any target and you may draw two cards. Now, I mentioned I had like 10 sources of surveil and a row in my deck. I came awfully close. Like there was a one of the games I basically ended up 
with Ral in the like Ral was like one of the last like nine cards in my deck, and I'm like, if I cast Ral, I'm probably plusing him once and then minusing him twice. Because there was literally no way I could churn through enough cards to get to his ultimate and even do anything with the ultimate. Yeah. Because I was basically hitting a point where I'd hit like eight lands and every land I would see off surveil would just go into the graveyard. Is that the wrong thing? And I stopped doing that towards the end of the day <laughs> just because <laughs> I almost decked myself way too many times. But yeah, I ended up with like Thoughtbound Phantasm is the one blue is it's the blue two two defender and it gets a counter every time you surveil and when it has three plus one plus one counters it can attack. It's a pretty good card in those Demir decks that just want to like get an early blocker out that can stop some of those quick attackers. I had Night Veil Predator, I had the City Watch Sphinx, I had mm-hmm. Double Whisper Agent, which is the three two flash with surveil one, uh, the Demir Informant. Yeah is the one four that they you know, just you know just, what's it called gums the ground up that's what i was looking for there we go yeah whispering snitch one of my points like is that a good card i'm like it's not great it's a one three but it drains every time i surveil and when literally every like i had 10 plus ways to surveil in my deck yeah it's good uh i had double yeah. deadly visit and a price of fame so i had removal for days i had hypothesis and notion rain route is advice for disdainful stroke selective snare and i was splashing hypothesis on route off of two mountains and an is it locket which i'm still iffy on the lockets i don't know what do you think about them i think the lockets are fine they don't they're not where you want your fixing to be um like again like on my second pre-release i was playing the selesnia locket only because i didn't have any other better things to do I think one on-color locket is fine, especially because you can cash it in for two cards, which is very different from cashing it in for one card. Yeah, I actually had to like stop my opponent. I'm like, wait, hold on. How do you have five cards in hand? Like, well, I cash my locket, and I drew all this and draw for this. I'm like, yeah, but that's... Oh, wait, never mind. Nope, two cards. Got it. We're good. <laughs> yeah, the locket's drawing two cards is the first thing that everybody will misread. Yeah, I was like, wait, you drew you draw one off the lock. I'm like, no, it doesn't replace itself. It replaces itself and one. Yeah, but- it, it's very good. It's not bad, especially for me, like, fixing-wise. Unfortunately, it meant I would have to get, like, one of my red sources and three blue or just four blue to straight cash it in, which I actually don't think I ever actually cashed it in because I was just too busy surveilling. I was just using it as an extra mana source. But it wasn't bad. It just yeah. felt – it feels bad if you're going up against an aggro deck. It's, like, one of the first things I would absolutely sideboard out against an aggro deck. Oh, yeah. If you're up against, like, a hyper-aggressive Boros deck and then it's just, like, your turn three is a locket after they've gone, like, one drop, two drop, three drop, and then they go four drop, and you're just like, oh, no. Yeah, it's like I tapped out for a literal do-nothing card. I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, so that was my first one. I went one, one, and two. Which is the, like the devil's record or whatever. Like one win, one loss, two draws. Uh, I went oh oh two into a loss and then a win. Um, <laughs> I had a very slow Boris player. I'm pretty sure he was relatively new to the game. He was very playing very slowly. We started game three with like 14 minutes on the clock, and we still ended. I would have ended up killing him on probably I think it was turn 11, mm. five seven nine. Uh, yeah, I was. I would have killed him on turn 11. So, like, had we kind of played just a little bit quicker, I probably would have been able to get him in turns, but whatever. Then another tie was against a grindy is a deck I just traded one for one with. 
like it would be like i'd play something he have an answer for it and i'd be like okay man go he'd play something i'd have an answer for it like just trading back and forth we almost both decked each other it was weird um the, a lot of the times in the early in the first day the first round i only lost my mana base i lost my mana base against a boros player and it is a deck other times i just lost the time against those guys like yeah, I didn't draw mana a couple of the games. Like I've stuck on three lands for or two lands for what was it like five turns one game. I will say I did have a match when I was playing the Golgari deck where I was stuck on three lands but drew both my lockets. Oh, nice! That felt great. Well, I was stuck on two lands, but my entire hand was full of like three and four drops. So the minute I hit a land, I was like three drop, three drop, three drop, three drop. I was just like, yeah, I like literally just start playing on my hand out. Um, lost to Golgari that just was gross. Had a Vraska and a couple other had a Zumi, the, mm-hmm. the uh, one that makes all the tokens. They got like Izoni, Izoni. Yeah, they got like like eight tokens off of it at that point. They just like slammed wow. the end of the game. I'm like, I can't beat that next game, and I beat the Demir <laughs> Mirror. Nice. Uh, so By the s- way, um, the record in R and D for the most insects made in standard with Izoni is 17. So game on challenge for you other players once we talk about standard gauntlet throne man uh, so my second one uh i had actually signed up an, ahead of time uh for demir and an is it pack and then every like and in between i signed up and this everyone's like it doesn't seem great and i'm like uh-oh i went up to the counter I'm like hey do you guys got can i change and they're like and the two girls behind the counter are like well we've got selesnia boros and is it left i'm like i want selesnia hmm and I'm happy I did because holy crap, I had three mythics in my pool. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Usually a good sign. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is they weren't completely off color too. So my pack foil was Bounty of Might, which is the mm-hmm. four green green instant that has three instances of target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. I, it's the most giant of giant growth. I basically just was like plus nine, plus nine. That car, that's what that card read to me most of the games was just plus nine, plus nine. Yep. Um, I had a find and finality which is the mm-hmm. golgari split rare uh find is golgari golgari sorcery return of the two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand it was a foil too which is nice finality four green uh four green black you may put two plus one plus one counters on a creature you control then all creatures get minus four minus four until end of turn so it's a nice little board wipe if you have big butts Mm-hmm. I had a gruesome menagerie, which is a three black black sorcery. Two is a creature card with converted cost one. Then do the same for converted mana cost two and three. Return those cards to the battlefield. I didn't have a low enough kind of curve to really take advantage of that with the one drops and two drops. So I only had like one or one or two one drops that I actually could have played. So it would just been like return a two and a three, which not really what you want to do with Selesnian convoking stuff, but my mythic. Oh, I also had a erratic cyclops, the three in a red, oh eight yep. cyclops with trample. Whenever he casts this into a sorcery, it gets plus X plus O, where X is spells CMC. But my mythics. I had a Tristani, like John talked yeah. about. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, not much more needs to be said about her that John didn't already say. I had a Vraska, Golgari Queen, mm-hmm. the two green black four. Uh, for loyalty planeswalker frasco you may uh, with plus two you may sacrifice another permanent if you do gain one life and draw a card i did i actually sacrificed a permanent once every time i cast her i think i was just basically plussing her up every other time it, i i didn't have a, like at the times so i was just like i had an unchecked board and was able to just kind of chunk in for damage here and there 
and my opponent wasn't doing anything. So I'm like, I'm not sacrificing a permanent. I'm just going to take it up. Tick, 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 tick. Yep. I emblemed, oh, so I should say, I emblemed Ralph three times, and I emblemed Vraska twice. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, Vraska's minus three is destroy target non land permanent with converted mana cost three or less. And she has a minus nine. You gain an emblem where with wherever a creature you can whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. I actually won off of a swing with this. Um I had two of the uh Conclave Guild Mages that grant trample to your team. And my opponent's like Oh yes. And I had a bounty of might, so I just waited until I could be like, all right, swing with like five creatures. The opponent blocks all five, and then I'm like bounty of might three of them pump them for lethal and they're like oh okay yeah <laughs> or i just pumped one of them to be able to do enough trample damage to get over the blocker to a double block and my other mythic and one of the most bananas ones if you're selesnia is march of the multitudes the x green oh. x green white white instant mythic with convoke and it says create x plus one plus one white soldier creature tokens with lifelink i dryads revelation yeah, it was ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. I actually, so with the uh, Bounty of Might, I actually cast it twice as strictly, <laughs> and I cast it twice strictly as just plus nine, plus nine to gain 10 life. Ooh. Yeah, I was drawing really, really poorly. I was just flooding out with lands against a really aggressive opponent in one of my rounds, a Boros opponent. And I was just like, all right, I have a 1-1 token. Swing with my 1-1 token. They're like, block. And I'm like, bounty of might. Plus 9, plus 9. They're like, yeah, I get All right. I'm like, also, I was like, I was going to give a trample or something like that, but I didn't. So I'm like, all right, gain 10 life. And it was enough for me to buffer my life total. Even though I just used it just as like a removal spell. Because they actually block with one of their better creatures for some reason. I don't know why. But I use this removal spell and just a way to buff my life total. Not the most optimal usage of it, but it was kind of one of those, like, I was in a tight spot. I needed the life gain to buffer my life. And to be fair, after that attack, I think it bought me, like, three extra turns before I got back nice. down to what my life total was beforehand. So it was worth it, buying me three turns, which allowed me to stabilize. So sometimes you yeah. got to pull the trigger like that. So I beat a Boros deck, I beat a Golgari deck, I beat an Izzet deck, and I lost to just a ridiculous... Actually, no, I didn't... It wasn't a Golgari deck. I beat two. I beat a Demir deck and lost to a Demir deck. Mm. So the Demir deck that I beat, my opponent had Disinformation Campaign. Oh, no. Game one, she stuck Disinformation... I think it was one? Might have been, yeah, it was game one. She stuck Disinformation Campaign on turn three on the play. And then proceeded to literally go next turn, play a card that surveilled. So disinformation campaign is the is a gold enchantment, one blue and a black. When disinformation campaign enters the battlefield, you draw a card and each opponent discards a card. Whenever you surveil, return disinformation campaign to its owner's hand. She literally was just able to go disinformation campaign, next turn, creature with surveil, return disinformation campaign. Next turn, disinformation campaign, play a two drop, with surveil, return disinformation campaign. Next turn, land, disinformation campaign, play a three drop with surveil, return it. Literally bounced it like seven times over the course of the game, but I still was able to like stall the board out just enough and go wide that 
I was able to beat him. And I cyborged in the, uh, oh gosh, the Crushing Canopy, which is the two and a green uh, instant choose one destroy target creature with flying or destroy target enchantment. So game two, she played it, or it might be three and a green. I forget. The, the thing isn't on the screen. Which one? Uh, crushing Canopy. Oh, yeah, two and a green. Yeah, two and a green. Uh, instant. It's plummet or uh, disenchant. Yeah, so my opponent, so she stuck disinformation campaign on three again, and I was, like as she was playing, it's like casting disinformation campaign. I'm like, don't take your hand off. She's like, why? And I'm like, I slam, just like turn three man. I'm like, crushing canopy, it goes to the graveyard. <laughs> I was like, I saw. It's like it technically resolves, but just put it in the graveyard. No, yeah, that card is. If you're able to play the surveil deck and go off with it, it's bonkers. It is backbreaking. Yeah. There are even standard decks with it. It's ridiculous. Oh, we're going to get to that in a minute. But yeah, no, it was disinformation campaign is the quintessential build around uncommon. Yep. Like I will gladly be like, hmm, yeah, let's have fun in this draft. Take a disinformation campaign and just go ham on surveil. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah, it's a beater. Um, But surveil, like we mentioned, is the real deal love the love the mechanic it feeds so many other mechanics so it is going i it's the premium mechanic for the set it it does a lot of things to keep the set together with all the different themes um, it's the rug between is it being able to mill your instant sorceries between you know golgari being able to put your creatures in your bin it just does so much yeah and it and it helps the relevant color types like you mentioned that it touches on yeah it's like so blue it's or black it, yeah um and also if you just happen to get lucky like if you just start going ham on those surveil cards you can go pick up that uh murmuring whatever his name was i forget murmuring mystic no not the murmuring mystic the uh whispering snitch whispering snitch yeah and just incidental my opponent yeah like, the, like my opponent said like why are you playing that? i'm like i just have incidental surveil that makes it good yeah like i gained I I, in one of the games i gained six life off of it I will say I had an opponent with enhanced surveillance. Okay, now here's the thing. That was real sweet. I showed I took a picture and sent you this on DM, like before when I was playing yeah. my deck. I had enhanced surveillance in that Demir deck. Yeah. I didn't play it. I don't know if <laughs> it, I was wrong to not play it. Just it just doesn't do anything is the big thing. So that it and that was what you told me, and I was like, it makes yeah, it makes a lot of sense to not play it because yeah. It literally I is think a, that stone... it's a quintessential sideboard card in the surveil deck against like other control decks where you're going to be trading one for a, one a lot. And then it's just like, and all this stuff goes back into my, into my library. Let's try it. <laughs> Let's keep playing. Yeah. Um, but the fun thing was, is so I mentioned you had, you mentioned quasi duplicate. I had quasi duplicate. There were times that I had three dream eaters on the battlefield, which turns out is kind of ridiculous. It's gross and disgusting. And I loved it. Um, I was like, I was like, Dream Eater. My opponent's like, oh no. And I'm like, yeah. And then next time I'm like, tap three mana. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, quasi duplicate. Like, wait a minute. Oh no. Because apparently my opponent had tapped out just briefly enough to go shields down on a uh, disdainful stroke. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so I was able to stick the Dream Eater in, and then Quasi Duplicate gets in under Disdainful Stroke, so they didn't have the counter spell available for it. And I'm like, yes, yeah. So I just did it twice that turn. I'm like, just <laughs> Quasi Duplicate 
ditch a card, quasi duplicate, and then Pwn's like, uh oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm in trouble. I know John mentioned this. I know you mentioned this in your uh talking about the Gilgates. Yeah. And how it's it's very helpful if you're playing sealed, if you get you might be able to get a couple extra ones that, you know, touch one of your colors. Yes. It, like I was lucky enough to get two Golgari Gilgates in my Selesnia pack or my Selesnia box. So I was able to really easily just play like one or two other um uh swamps to splash a price of fame, a Vraska, and I think I brought in another sideboard a couple times, severed strands. The mm-hmm. one in the black sorcery that you sack a creature as additional cost and you gain life to the toughness and the destroy target creature. It's a decent removal spell. And if you pair it up with some of the convoked creatures that Selesnya can pop out, that just reads gain five life, destroy target creature. Mm-hmm. Like also Arboretum Elemental is disgusting. Yep. The nine mana seven it's big beat. Nine mana seven five convoke hexproof. It's a seven five with hexproof. I actually beat one of my opponents. Uh, down from I think it was 15 life in one swing with Ooh. one of those. So Ooh. it was Rock Charger plus jumping an Arboretum Elemental. So Rock Charger is uh-huh. the two and a white whenever it attacks, or a two and a white, one, three, whenever it attacks, you target creature, target attacking creature that does not have flying gains flying on turn. So the opponent's like, okay, take eight. And I'm like, hold on, tap six, bounty of might targeting my Arboretum Elemental. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, Arboretum Elemental, Arboretum Elemental, Rock Charger. He's like, what's that? I'm like, that's seven. Lethal. Yeah, it's like, that's lethal. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's 16 damage and you're at 15. It's like, uh, oh. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Rip. Yeah, Bounty of Might is, can be a really ridiculous card. Yeah. When you're sitting at 15 life and you think, because I just made sure I killed their Hitch, they had a Hitch Claw Recluse out block and I was like, all right, Rock Charger, swing it in. And they wanted to block my Arboretum Elemental just to make sure they wouldn't take the damage as opposed to blocking the Rock Charger. They were just like, yeah, I'll block your big guy. I'm like, all right, it dies. Next turn, tap it sideways and you're done. Yep. I like uh, Selesnya, what it seems to be doing in Limited. Yeah. Um, Now, granted, Draft is going to be very different from Sealed. Oh, for sure. Um, Sealed, like in Sealed, you're guaranteed to get six Guild Gates, but you don't necessarily know if they'll be the Guild Gates you want. Whereas in Draft, you're going to be able to take the Guild Gates that you need when you need them. And also, we were kind of remiss in not mentioning that when you played the pre-release sealed it's different from any other sealed you're ever going to play because you had a seeded pack of cards right so when you pick these guild packs you're basically guaranteeing yourself three like of your color of your guilds on commons like you're guaranteed a locket of your guild you're guaranteed a guild gate of your guild you're guaranteed it's basically just a booster pack of all your guild yeah and they're actually making a product that's kind of like that it's like two sealed packs for a guild thing you can shuffle them together with some lands and like play them against each other it's like yeah. semi-randomized yeah it'll be fun. gavin was tweeting about it earlier mm-hmm. product announcement but anyway i enjoyed it um i'm looking forward to seeing how draft plays out because yeah, drafts gonna be really interesting i've already done one draft on arena uh where i went a little bit too deep i had a pack one pick one which was between like erratic cyclops just to see how good it was district guide which is two and a green two two elf scout i believe is the creature types uh search your library for a gate or basic land put it into your hand find a bit better uh, or what's the other one borderland ranger civic wayfinder depending yeah on depending on when you played um then it was between erratic cyclops district guide 
uh, Luminous Bonds, or what was the other card that I was considering? Um, let me see if I can find it. I believe it was uh, Notion Rain or Skydet Legionnaire. Those are the main ones that I was considering, just to go ham. So I took District Guide. I drafted 10 gates. I also managed to pick up a Guild Summit, and I decked myself because I only had seven cards in my library when I played Guild Summit, <laughs> drew four cards off of it, and then it was just like, uh-oh. Ugh. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah. I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how much I like Luminous Bonds in this format when I was finding it. It's still good removal. It doesn't stop a lot of the things you want to stop, like activated abilities yes. or convoking. But I think it's still. I think it's a card you have to play if you're white. Yep. Like it's really good playing in Boros. It, it's real playing good it in Boros. against a Selesnya deck. It feels gross and bad just because the Guild Mage still can tap. Yes, uh, you still can convoke it. Um, there's the. Oh god, let me pull the card up real quick. It is there's the, Champion. Yeah, Led of Champion is the which, Led of Champion is exactly yeah. the one I was going to go for. This the three mana two two two. Um, has a bunch of text about you can tap something when it's attacking. Literally, if you have a let of champion out that somebody Luminous Bonds, you're like, okay, cool. I just have a permanent plus one, plus one pumper. And and then uh, you also just make a bunch of, yeah. uh, or you can make a bunch of soldiers. Yeah, one, one for, for three green and a white. Just make a, create a one, one white create soldier with t- lifelink. It's like, ugh, gross. Mm-hmm. And like Guild Mage, they locked one down for, of mine. I'm just like, all right, I'm still just going to use it to churn out tokens or give them pump. Or yes. give them uh, trample. So that's limited. Yep, limited seems fun. So that's fun. It' gonna be good. But yeah. standard, on the other hand, Druck did. Now we had a rotation. So bye bye Kaladesh. Goodbye Kaladesh. Goodbye, goodbye Amonkhet. So pull right out for the for the for the Bomac Courier homies. So we're now sitting with Ixalan, Ixalan Rivals, Dominaria, M nineteen, and Guild. Yes. So it's a five set standard. So it's it's a small standard, and it looks. Mm. They had a uh, we have it in the show notes. Uh, they did a standard and a modern. Did they do other formats too? Uh, there was a standard deck dump, which was yesterday. There was a modern deck dump, which was today. So I'm assuming we'll get like maybe a legacy one tomorrow. Some along those maybe. lines. Maybe um, legacy doesn't maybe. like legacy doesn't churn out enough con- different constructed league standings like to, uh, i would be mildly surprised if um we ended up getting a uh, a legacy deck dump that had anything super meaningful i mean if that makes sense there could have been that uh what's it that one that's seeing it dredge play uh well there's assassin's trophy as well so you never know yeah we'll see um, like if sh- yeah. like if solte is shot in the arm who knows? Yeah. But anyway, we're going to talk about the standard deck dump, which yeah. is the 5 Because also there's been a million brews posted online, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Reddit, whether it's whatever it is. Um, we've got... It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, we've, we're just going to run down a couple of the variants. There's a ton of Boros and Mono Red yeah, ag- aggro variants. There was a Mono Blue aggro variant that was out there. Yeah, mono blue featuring Tempest Gin and oh yeah, yeah, some ooh, some yeah. small tiny boys. Um, Cur- yeah, Exclusion Mage, Merfolk Trickster, Miscloak Herald, Storm Siren Storm Tamer with a couple of charted courses, some draw spells and counter spells. Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> it's looking to beat you down blue ways, and it's like, wait, what? Blue doesn't do this, but yes, it does. Uh, we have a couple of Golgari 
and Absan mid-range decks, looking to leverage the awesomeness that is Vraska, mm-hmm. as well as Assassin's Trophy, and throwing in some of the Doom Whispers and Izoni, which seems pretty. Yeah, Izoni just, Izoni just crushes the mid-range mirrors. Like my god. Yeah, it's got a couple stuff that like Elvish Rejuvenator plus Nizoni. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, actually, that puts on the bottom. There's a couple ones that... Uh, that's it. Glow Spore Shaman dumps them in the yard. Yes. Which is oof, so good. Yeah. There's a Nickel Bolas There's a Nickel Bolas deck out there. Yeah, Nikki B mid-range. Um, Demir mid-range is also something that's around because Doom Whisperer is a hell of a magic card. Oh my god. I'm, so we're going to talk about what two decks John and I are looking at and... Yeah. One of my, mine is mid, blue black mid range. Yeah, back on my uh, Celestia tokens with March of the Multitudes has also shown up. Um, it is March of the Multitudes is a hell of a card. Also, I don't um, think it made any of the five O deck lists, but I got my butt severely handed to me by a thousand year storm deck. I don't think it went five O in anything because I don't see it. On, I didn't see it on the five O deck list either. No. Uh, but basically, it's a Grixis deck playing uh thousand year storm. No, this was just which... I just saw a straight up is a deck. <laughs> Uh, but the one the ones I've seen may have been well, it might have been blue red. That makes sense. Um, playing Thousand Year Storm, which is four red, four blue red for an enchantment that basically says your instant sorceries gain storm for every instant sorcery cast before it. Um, and so the deck was playing like Discovery Dispersal, uh, Pirates Pillage to make treasures. And so as you keep casting spells and you keep making treasure, you keep making mana, and then eventually you kill them by casting something like sixteen lightning strikes. Yeah, so it was like the Pirates. That's the one that's the, just as the Goblin Electromancer stuff, right? The four yeah. mana, yeah, the four mana, uh, wow, can't think of the name of it. So Pirate's Pillage is four mana, discard a card, draw two cards, make two treasures. Oh, no, 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 this was an artifact that flips over oh. into the, uh. Oh, uh, Primal Land. That's it. The one, yeah, the one that flips over you, and you can copy. And then you fork your spells, yeah. Yeah, that was dumb, because my opponent would tap two mana to cast they're uh they cast a lightning or what's it called lightning strike off of that red mana but it was also discounted down to one so i don't know how they were able to copy it with that it was weird they like copied a bunch of shocks and then they hit me for like five lightning strikes to the face yeah i was like that's ridiculous and i hate everything yeah. I was like, oh i stabilized because i'm using like some of the pre-con like grindy play one game decks <laughs> on arena to build yep. some stuff up and it was like i just want to get some gold blah blah blah. i'm just running in this deck and i'm like this feels so bad they're literally just <laughs> killing everything i have and they're popping off there's also a jessica control deck that literally i think was just row and expansion to an explosion as the wind cons oh also to fairy mm-hmm. but it was just like yes no creatures in the deck just straight up planeswalker and direct damage you to the face yeah, explosion can definitely get there, and uh, the reason why it says target player draws X cards and target player take and deal X damage to any target is because in the control mirrors, it may be easier to deck your opponent than kill them with damage. Yeah, because it did have uh, one or two instances of uh, what's it called? New Rivulet. Wait, no. How can well, that be? Well, Rivulet is gone. You're probably thinking of like Memorial to Genius or something. Something like that. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, and John, tell me about the deck you've been looking at. So the deck that I have, I have it built on Arena, and once we're done recording, I'm probably going to play a couple rounds with I'm it. I'm actually probably going to play um, some PUBG and then stream. Yeah, but it's Mono Red Experimental Frenzy, 
Um, this is a brew that Todd Stevens brewed up for one of their Versus Series videos. There's actually a gameplay video on YouTube. I'll go find it and put a link to it in the description. It is – it's mono red. It's one drop, two drop, three drop, kill you. But it's main decking, Experimental Frenzy, which is three and a red for an enchantment, which says you may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may play the top card of your library. You can't play cards from your hand, and you can spend three and a red to destroy Experimental Frenzy. Wow. It is so good. Like, if I ever get to slam it and I have no cards in hand, it's just like, top card, play a land. Next card, play a one drop. Next card, play a three drop. Oh, it's a land. Go. Next turn, draw this land. Ooh, play the spell, play the spell. Ooh, play a land, play the spell, play the spell. It's ridiculous. It's you, you, and, you think the not being able to cast things would be a detriment? But it's Oh, no, not. it's very good. <laughs> And then it also features Runaway Steamkin, which is one in red for a 1-1 one, one, uh, creature elemental. Whenever you cast a red spell, if th- if there are not three plus plus counters on Steam- Runaway Steamkin, put a plus plus counter on it. And then remove three counters, add three red mana to your mana pool. And it just lets you – I have triple spelled on turn three. I've seen people trying to like jam it in Storm in Modern. I don't know if it's good enough in Storm and Modern. I don't know. It's interesting. I saw people run- it's an interesting choice. It was, or it wasn't I don't know if it's it wasn't good Storm. Enough. It was uh There uh, is the turn one wind. It deck. was Holy Diva. She was playing the uh it's, it's like, Pact of the Titan It's deck. like blue. It's like uh B L O O, not B L U E, but blue uh, like hmm. blue moon like the the blue uh Oh man, it's like the popper deck. Oh, the uh Is it is hmm. it is it fiend? Oh, the, like the Kiln Fiend. Yeah, kind of like that, but with running that out there, running a whole bunch of multiple spells, and then using it to flip over a thing in the ice, or sure. getting a bunch of making, uh, what's it called? Monastery Swiss Beer, like 5-5, five, five, or 5-whatever. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I actually just saw a deck list before we went live of Jerry Thompson playing it. Oh yeah, the uh, and and Mardu Pyromancer, except instead of Pyromancer, he's playing Steamkin. The Turbo Mardu, and he's also playing Arclight Phoenixes, which is the three and a red, three two flying haste mythic from Guilds of Ravnica. That if you've cast three instant or sorcery at the beginning of combat, if you cast three instant or sorcery spells this turn, return it to the battlefield. And I don't know. We'll see. Like, there's a lot of interesting things going on in Guilds that's impacting a lot of formats, like Assassin's Trophies taking all the credit for impacting modern and legacy. And after looking at the, there was a legacy challenge that happened on the first and the deck list got posted. And the first instance of a guilds of Ramdica card that I found is three copies of assassin's trophy in the 75 of the ninth place deck list. That's insane. Two in the main deck, one in the side. So it is. So, you know, we are, it is impacting older formats, but modern, there's a modern deck dump, which we also put in the show notes. Um, so you can take a look at it because there are a few decks that have been impacted by that as well, uh, mainly being Assassin's Trophy. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I, like we said, standards getting just got completely shook up. Uh, there's a whole bunch of crazy new things to do out there. And what are you, what, what were you looking to do? I was just looking blue black mid range. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Autumn, I think it's Burchett. How you say their last yes. name? Yeah, Autumn Burchett the amazing amazing british player who is back-to-back national champion uh in the uk uh they were playing this on stream someone else ran a couple 5-0 decks with it uh the username is lagzilla if you want to look it up on mtg goldfish look look up by user 
Uh, it's got some Chupacabras, four Doom Whispers, a couple of Dream Eaters, and then it's just straight up removal and counter spells. It's so ridiculous, and I love it. The more things change, the more things stay the oh, same. Man. Give me that mid-range. Sweet, sweet mid-range. Got four disinformation <laughs> campaigns, by the way, which is oh. gross. There, there's your there's your disinformation campaign in standard deck, because you've got Doom Whisper, which you know, it's the for those you don't know, it's the three black black six six mythic flying trample nightmare demon that says pay to life surveil two. So you can do that at any time. Yeah. Anytime you want. And it also has discovery yeah. dispersal, which is like essentially oh gosh, what is it? Preordain. So it's ponder on one side yeah. with or preordain on one side with surveil instead of scry. And then the other side is um bounce the largest thing on the opponent's side of the board that doesn't target um and then uh they discard a card yeah they're highest cmc in the discard so you can really get them good and then ritual of soot destroy all creatures with converting it costs three or less and this deck is not paying playing anything with three or less the only thing it does is three thieves thief of sanity in the sideboard which you're probably yeah. swapping ritual of soot out for yeah it's it's gross don't Sin- forget there's also, also sinister um, sabotage four of main deck thank god yeah. counter spells and standard yeah and then there's also blood operative which is the one black black three one lifelink that when enters the battlefield you exile a card in a graveyard um and then whenever you surveil you may pay through your life if you do put blood operative from your graveyard into your hand oh yeah it there's some good stuff in standard and i'm also loving the fact that the shocklands are back yeah shocklands are back being back is a huge thing it makes mana it makes mana really really good for a little while uh, so far, I haven't seen much of it, but this is going to be a fun standard. Yeah, um, usually it's going to be in your Boros decks. You like if it's you'll you'll see the the on guild kind of decks playing those things. Like Demir decks are going to be playing Water Graves. Your Golgari decks are going to be playing your Woodland Cemeteries. If you're playing a three color deck, you're probably playing two main colors that are of that Shockland, and then splashing the third or using those those Shocklands to splash that third one. Yep. And uh, as a reminder, there's certain mana that is not very good right now. For example, Jund mana only has one shock land. So if you're trying to do Goblin Chain Whirler plus status to make, build your own board wipe, you're probably going to have to wait till Allegiance when Stomping Ground and Blood Crypt. Now, there are some check lands that are seeing play. They help, but like if I'm trying to chain Whirler into status statue, I want all I want to basically play 16 red lands. Yeah, that is true. I don't want to I don't want to have to play Overgrown Tomb. Yeah, is the big thing. So yeah, there's the what's the green red one? I'm trying to remember what it's called. The check land. Like we have rootbound crag yeah. and we have dragon skull summit, but we really need stomping ground blood. Correct. Crypt. Yeah, you need you need the main body yeah. ones for that, those. That's why like Bant doesn't have good mana right now because it doesn't have a hallowed fountain or breeding pool. It's why Jeskai has decent mana, but it's red focused, so you can't be hallowed fountain steam vents Jeskai. You'd have to be a red focused. And you're running right? a lot of cliff top. Or not Glacial Fortress to get your blue. Glacial Fortresses and Sulphur Falls as well, as well. Yeah. So there's some mana that's fine that you have to kind of work around it a little bit to make it work. Um, and then like if you're not playing a guild, your mana is going to be pretty bad. Like for example, Blue White Control is going to have to play Meandering River, which is just the blue the blue white tap land. Yeah, Blue White Control. Or they play or they play Azorius Guild. Yeah, blue White Control, which isn't even out as yet. we saw it from last standard, is basically gone and. It's moved over to red, blue, potentially heavier based. Like the one I'm, the I mean, one I'm looking said, at, it has one Rao, three to fairy. It has some cleansing yeah. nova, it has some definite clarion, but everything else 
mostly in its spell base is heavily red blue. I mean, that said, here's a five O deck by Chiron the Mage from from this standard that was it's blue white control playing four field of ruin, four glacial fortress, four meandering river, um, as and then like four uh, two memorial to genius, seven island, six plains. And it's still getting there because Teferi Hero Dominaria is a silly magic card. It's a really seriously, seriously crazy. But the mana base is just way, way worse, is the big thing. You can do it. You can play blue-white, but your mana is going to be a little awkward until Ravnica Allegiance comes out in uh, late January, early February, we're thinking. Uh, Yeah, around that time. So you get a couple months of this interesting standard mana bases until it just goes straight ham yep on the rest of it so but that basically kind of wraps it up standard looks a lot of fun uh i'm i think a lot of people are happy that you know bomat courier is gone hazard's gone scarab god's gone you know sky sovereign heart of kieran all those cards out of the vehicles format. is dead vehicles officially officially dead and yeah we've got we've got a, a bold new world ahead of us with a lot of really really fun ways to play magic now and so let's yeah. it's going to be interesting this first weekend actually is a scg columbus i want to say and yes. it's a team un, it's team trios yeah. so you're going to see uh standard modern and legacy all in all on display this weekend and unlike past team scg formats you're probably gonna they're probably gonna focus on the standard ones more because before they've been focusing on legacy yeah because legacy doesn't get a lot of screen time but we'll see because guilds of ravnica once again is sweet yeah um i know oh what's it i'm oh one thing with this is i'm probably so with with guilds of ravnica coming out and now magic arena in open beta which means between now and initial set release there are no more wipes. Yeah, so whenever, no more wipes. Whenever it officially goes live, which we don't even know when it's going to go out of beta at this point. Well, that we don't know. Like, for example, Eternal, another game that you and I both play, um, it didn't go out of beta until three months ago. Yeah, and that I played the initial beta. And that was in I, beta I the, for I got two the years. initial invites for the closed beta at, like, PAX South 2016. Same. It so it we don't know how long it's going to be in beta is the big. So thing. if you are looking to play Magic Arena, you you can just straight up like I wasn't playing a whole lot of it because I knew there was another wipe coming, and I didn't want to go ham on grinding out some decks that were going to rotate and then get wiped. And I was just like, no. Now that we are in a set where nothing's wiping for a while, nothing's rotating for Forever, a while. Well, I'm saying nothing's rotating for a while. Yes, I'm going ham on magic arena for standard and limited i'm probably not yep. going to play limited on magic online with the exception of uh cube and cube. draft cube is probably the only thing and if i want to do kind of like actual drafting against people because the draft on magic arena is still kind of ai controlled yeah but i do and i want to give a shout out to my friend chris aka Fugi, Fugi man or Fujiman uh, on Twitter, uh, and he also works at Twitch and developed a extension for Twitch called Deckmaster, where if you've seen a bunch of arena player arena streamers using this thing where you can mouse over your display and see the cards expand, 
they're using that extension, which is amazing because on draft, you can actually, they brought back the draft voter. Ooh, yes, nice. you can actually have, be drafting and see your chat. Your chat can interact and be like, I'd pick this. You'd see like percentages. I know I was watching Gabby's stream the other day with it on and it w- it looked great um, in terms of how that was functioning. I hadn't seen that functionality yet. I had, so it's one of those, you can actually mouse over the card when you're on like the battlefield because, you know, Magic Arena kind of truncates some of the cards, but you can mouse over it and it'll pop up the full your full board and you'll see all that kind of stuff. I highly recommend using it. If you stream arena and if you watch arena, keep an eye out for it. If you're watching on your computer. Yeah. So other than that, I think that covers it for this week. Yeah. It, our guilds of Ravnica is fun. Arena is also great. You're you going to um, do a draft weekend at all? Uh, We'll see. We'll see how the schedule pans I'm out. Mu- uh, my LGS, one of my LGSs is actually having a uh, opening weekend seal PPTQ on Sunday. Oh, so wow. we'll see. Yeah, I think they're doing draft weekend where I think on Saturday and Sunday it they are firing pods as soon as they hit eight. So it's just a constant yep. rolling. So I might pop over. I have a four day weekend, so I will be streaming. Lucky, lucky. Well, thanks, Christopher Columbus, for being. Never mind. We're not going to get that. He was he, for being a jerk. Thanks. For, <laughs> we're not going to get. We're, this isn't a history. Yeah, thanks podcast. for being a jerk, Christopher Columbus, because you gave me a four day weekend. But happy Indigenous <laughs> Peoples Day. Yep. All right, Ian, if people wanted to find you on the social media and check out your streams and whatnot, where can they you do so? You guys can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. You guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dix. That's just D-I-X. Uh, I, like I mentioned, I'll probably be going to play some PUBG with some friends because Loading Runs doing their PUBG stream on Tuesdays. So I'm doing that. And then I will probably be streaming tonight. So you guys are already, if you're already listening to this podcast, you've already missed it. Too late. Yeah. But I I have two Magic Arena sealed uh, codes that I got from pool, uh, my pools. One of them I used, one of them a friend gave me because they weren't going to play on. They already had one. So they gave me an extra one because I mentioned I was streaming. So, they'll get, so I have two codes. I'll give one out tonight. I'll give one out probably tomorrow or Thursday night, depending on if I stream tomorrow or Thursday. So yeah, as a reminder, those codes are one per account. So if you've already used yours, like Ian and I, you can't use the second correct. one. That's why I was able to get give away a code because sure, I will a- give somebody out there a free sealed because it's two thousand gems, eighteen hundred. Uh, yeah, two thousand yes. gems for sealed, eighteen hundred gems. gems for draft, or sixteen hundred gems. Yep, whatever. Something anyway, like that. Yeah, I'll, Tune in. I'm going to figure out how to do it randomly. It'll just be like a random poll. I'll get one of the little uh, you know, randomizer things. Yeah, we'll do it that way. But John, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at jwiley129. That's J-W-I-L-E-Y-129. You can also find me on Twitch at the same handle. So if you see me floating around Twitch chat, don't hesitate to say hi. Hello. Uh, my Magic Online account works now, which is great. Hey, they got uh, it fixed. But, but of course, now Magic Arena is dominating. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it, I can't play a uh, modern on arena, so that is changes things. A bit. That is very true. You also can't play pauper technically, technically. Um, so we'll, I'll figure something out from there. Um, I would love to make more videos, but life and work have become such that making them is a little oh, harder. Hey, by the um, way, I want to coordinate with you. Uh, I'm going to try playing more, uh, eternal. Yes. So we can, I right. can do, we can do co-streaming know. on that one. We'll have to schedule some stuff because I definitely would like to stream more Eternal. I have your people talk to my people. Yeah, we'll 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 get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to shoot the podcast directly, you can do so in two ways. You can hit us up on Twitter at Eyes in the Mize, or if you have a more personal question, you can shoot us an email at eyesinthemize at gmail.com. 
We would love to hear how we can best approve the podcast for you, our lovely listeners. On behalf of Ian, I'm John. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Mm-hmm.